With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning, patrons. It's time to get over the hump. Welcome to Wednesday. Hump day, am I right, buddy? Here's who'll be joining us for our festivities today. At 7.15, it's our buddy Bags. Bags? Andy Baggett of UWBadges.com. At 7.45, get this, Mike Heller. Yeah, of The Mike Heller Show. Wish I had a show named after me. Then again, maybe not. And ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let the show begin. And unfortunately, it can't begin without these two. Here's Rob Vogel and Mike Lucas. All right, I was wrong. Took one on the chin before we even got on the air today. And visiting with uh, with uh, with uh, whoever's in that corner over there across doctor. the room. Doctor. 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 And doctor. Well, we miss anyone? Hello. No, we didn't miss anyone. I, I bet, though, I suggested, I didn't bet, that uh, when Fanboy arrived, he would be wearing a number seven jersey <laughs> in honor of Joe Maurer. Mm-hmm. It was officially announced yesterday. The Minnesota Twins will retire Joe Maurer's number seven next season. But then, lo and behold, when you walk through the door, you're wearing some Twinkie gear. Sweatshirt. Yep, sweatshirt. But no number seven. And then I learned that you don't even have the number seven jersey in your collection. No, that's not How true. How disappointing. I do. I do have a Maurer jersey. And this explanation is even more disappointing. Go ahead. I jokingly said to you, I did not have a Greg, Gag, Greg Gagne number seven jersey. Gagme? He's the only number seven to win a World Series title in a Twins Eric season. Gagne? Greg Gagne, two-time Gag World me. Series it's champion, starting Got shortstop. Oh. Man was a clinic at short. Oh, yeah. was he? Yes, he was. Thank you very little. So back to the point, <laughs> do you own... A Joe Maurer jersey. Yes. All right. Yes, I do. Why I think did you, I've worn, why did you I've wear it today? Him. Honestly, I did have it on my mind last night to wear it in here today, but I got a sick kid at home, so I was busy with oh, him no. getting him settled this morning before I got out the door, so uh, I just forgot to grab it at the time. Is I that, had a sweatshirt on. That's Clearly, I had it on my brain because I had the sweatshirt laying right okay. next to my bed. So. Because is that a sick kid you, or is that like a, I don't want to go to school today. <laughs> I'm no, sick over here, he's kid. sick. And then I found out from talking to a couple other parents, there's a bunch of other people with uh, the sniffles. and. Some well, I got that from being around. in this meat locker for the last <laughs> three days. Well, I think that's what does it. You get the, the weird fall winter weather we've had here where it goes back Yes, the and winter forth. weather inside the building. Yeah, but yes. I mean, the, yeah, that. And the, te- the temperature just going up and down and back and forth it has made it crazy. I get that in the summer. When it gets super hot out and humid, you've got air conditioning running a lot, and you go outside from the heat and inside to air conditioning, a lot of that, that I'll, I'll get it. All right, because you are Joe Fanboy for yes, the Twins. Sure. How many, how many of the eight players who have had their jerseys retired, do you think you can name eight players who have had their numbers retired? You get number one, rather not number one literally, but Maurer, you know that. Number seven makes it eight twin players or managers have had their numbers retired how many do you think you sure. get before you start naming them i 
think I can get maybe seven of the eight or Whoa. eight of the eight. What I do you think? think? Can he can he do it? Can yeah, he make a run? And are we, we excluding forty two that's been retired for everybody? Yeah, we better. Jackie yeah, Robinson. We should do retired. that. Let's get some music underneath here. For everybody. Well, what kind of music okay, would be appropriate right. though? Yeah, I'm playing some match game. Match game. Because it's a game show. He's got to you know. Okay. Six Tony Oliva. Correct. Three Harmon Killebrew. Correct. Um, thirty-four Puckett. Kirby Puckett. Yeah. Well, well that's <laughs> yeah, two I, names. I, yeah, I think it we has know. Has to be official. I think we're aware uh, it's Kirby. I, Tom Kelly. I'm just trying to remember what his number was. Well, it's, a, it's not a correct answer unless you get both the name and the number. Oh, for the love of Pete. Um, we'll think something. I'll give you. I'll give you credit for that. Yeah, Tom it's a Kelly. Double digit number. Ten. A ten. Okay, thank you. I was gonna go fifteen. All right. So let me count. How many? How many wait, wait, wait. You're, you're missing one, two, three, four, five. Bert Bly, eleven twenty-eight. Correct. Um. So I got four more to go. Not for sure. I did. I, I might have miscounted. <laughs> did you? I did. Uh, Herbeck, fourteen. <laughs> Correct. Okay. This is going well. No, I'm getting them all so far. <laughs> no, no, he's actually about? doing a pretty I've good only got job. Probably two more to go. Uh, well, they're so obvious. They're, well, if let me, uh, I, I wasn't paying attention to you because I nor- normally don't. Did you mention Killebrew? Yes. Yeah, I did. Yep, three. That was three. All I right, got you've got two of the best Rod, hitters. And I said Rod. I didn't say Rod Carew. No, Rod Carew, twenty-nine. And then now, who's the next best hitter, or maybe the best hitter of all time with the Twins? Line drive hitter. Oh, other than Carew, Maurer, and Puckett, there's another. Yes. And Oliva. Oh, did you mention? Yeah, I said Tony Oates. Right, I think it was one of my first ones. Then you got him. I think I got them all. That was a disaster. That's, what are you talking about? I got <laughs> them all. That's you great. Because well, you had to repeat yourself three oh, different times. It's a disaster if you don't embarrass me and I fall on my face flat, right? <laughs> well, we'll that's get around to doing that. Yes. That happens every morning. That was that was good on your part. I think that's, I think that's it. Bad on my part for thinking you'd be wearing number seven, but good on I your I have part a Carew jersey at home. I could have worn that one, too. Yeah, I, sh- I do have one Maurer jersey, and I have a Torrey Hunter jersey. All right, so where did Maurer play his high school ball? St. Paul Creighton, same place as uh, Creighton, Paul Molitor. Creighton Durham, Durham Hall. Hall. But I think, well, when he was there, it might have been uh, Creighton Durham Hall. When Molitor was there, it was just Creighton. All right. Because is, this there's just, a, is this just trivia hour or Minnesota no, no, trivia no. hour? No, because I, I, that's my segue, too. Okay. Creighton Durham Hall, because one of the most highly ranked, credentialed high school prospects that Wisconsin ever landed on recruiting day came out of Creighton Durham Hall. All right, and today is National mm. Letter of Intent Signing Day. Uh, a lot of people will categorize their classes uh, with OKG. Do you know what OKG stands for? I think Chris Peterson was the first to use this. OKG. What does that acronym stand for? OKG in the context of high school prospects slash college recruits. Uh, I- I'm Only kids, something like that. I don't per know. the evaluation process, OKG. I have no idea. I don't know. What Our kind of guy. Oh. So you, <laughs> oh. you go talent yeah. plus sure. character yeah. equals OKG. Sure. Our kind of guy. Who was the uh, the highly touted recruit that you just mentioned from Wisconsin? That had come well, I need a little old man flashback, old hack flashback oh. music here. Uh, running back? All right, because most people today are jumping up and down, recruiting analysts, about Wisconsin's class, correct? Mm-hmm. We'll talk more about that a little bit later. Well, yeah, the, the Savior is going to sign. The Savior, yes. Yes. Uh, but in 1993, Wisconsin's recruiting class was ranked number two in the Big Ten. Number Ooh. two in the Big Ten. And in some, some of those 
uh, mock projections, some of those mm -hmm. uh, polls. They were top 10 in the country, Man, 1993. Wow. Uh, uh, that was largely due to the fact the Badgers had two parade All-Americans. Now, this was before the star system, so I always looked at parade All-Americans, first-team parade All-Americans, as the equivalent of five stars. Sure. All right. Uh, in 1993, in that recruiting class, they had Carl McCullough, McCullough. from right. Creighton-Durham Hall yep. and Royce Roberson from East Chicago. Both were running backs. Both were Parade All-Americans. Mm -hmm. And that really elevated that recruiting class. They also had Tarek Sala, who picked Wisconsin over Penn State, and Ooh. Rob Lertzema. Oh, yeah, another Minnesota boy. Benchwarmer Bob's kid yeah, yeah. who picked Wisconsin over Iowa. Okay. So that class as a whole – Number two in the Big Ten, Tom Lemming was one of the recruiting analysts who had him number two behind Michigan, and number ten nationally. Now that's the best. That's the best class recruiting class, to my knowledge, Wisconsin's ever had. This one will rank maybe between twenty and thirty nationally, mm -hmm. according to the pundits. Right, right. But I... because of the existence of a couple of high-profile athletes, notably the offensive tackle and QB, they're going to draw attention to him. Right. I remember McCullough back in high school. And what a study was at Creighton, and then the oh, other yeah. and the other unusual thing about him being so good and, and being at Creighton is that school was known for producing quarterbacks. For well, Mauer was a quarterback. Steve Walsh, who played at Miami and in the NFL, was a quarterback there. Um, why did I just blank on the Florida State? Uh, Chris Wenke, sure. he's of another Creighton quarterback. So they were producing. McCullough a lot of was a good running back. Mm -hmm. He he was tall, and he took a lot of hits as a result of it. A lot of punishment because he ran up and down, straight up and down. Sure, he was about six two and. 6'3". Um, he was overshadowed when the Badgers signed someone named Ron Dane. Yes. Mm. That's the other uh, thing I remember. Uh, right? Yeah. I've heard. A little nope. bit. Yep. Royce, the Rocket Roberson, never panned out. Never panned well, out. That, Great nickname, though. It is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah good, good football nickname. That's amazing how many of those that, that don't. I mean, you're not that you're throwing. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When mud up against the wall and seeing what sticks, but... There's so many guys, and if you're lucky, if you get two or three of those guys to really be studs and a certain yeah, so number to contribute 50, to your program. If you yeah. go 50-50 on recruiting classes, it's generally right. – I mean, Barry Alvarez, that was his – you get 50% right, 50% wrong, you're doing okay. Right. It's kind of like the NFL draft, especially well, for Ted Thompson sense, in recent years. In yeah. a sense, it is. Yeah. So we'll talk a little bit more about uh, recruiting because it is a very important day for, obviously, the recruit, his family, friends, and for college football programs. I mean, think about it just – this year, Wisconsin on defense played three true freshmen, right? And then uh, when they announced their class uh, a year ago, no one, Rashad Wild Goose. Well, that was kind of an interesting name. People thought mm -hmm. uh, Bryson Williams was highly touted because the Badgers were able to keep him after Scott Frost got the job at Nebraska. Could Frost went right back on on Williams, who's from Lincoln, and that was considered a pretty good land. Mm -hmm. Um, and then Reggie Pearson, who started against Michigan from the state of Michigan, who will be a freshman again next year because they're going to protect him with that new rule, the redshirt rule, where you know a player can see action in four games and not lose his right. year of eligibility. I know you, we all agree on this, that when we think national recruiting and signing day now, 
we think of Jeff Patrikas hanging over Paul Chris' shoulder, watching them come in off the fax machine, just waiting with bated breath for each one to come in. No, uh, I don't. No, think so. Don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I just that visual doesn't really. No. I can't process that. So we'll no. talk a little bit more about. Uh, with Andy, when Andy Baggett joins us at seven fifteen, he'll give us a different look at recruiting through the eyes of the players who are already on campus and who serve as the recruiting hosts. He's he's done a big story this week for Varsity on how those players go about recruiting, selling Wisconsin mm-hmm. to the highly touted high school prospects. How many how many five stars do you think made the Pro Bowl? How many five mm. stars in the Pro Bowl this year? We know at least one player who didn't make the Pro Bowl initially. Uh, he's a Packer, and he's got, got every right to be disappointed. And we'll talk about it next on Lucas in the Morning. It's as simple as this. We get paid to play football. I, you know, we're only guaranteed 16 games in the regular season. When I signed a contract, I didn't say play till you're out of playoffs. And then if that's 12, 14 games, that's what it is. No, I, I get paid to play 16, and the playoffs are a bonus. So I intend on playing all 16 games, and that's how everyone else should be. You know, we represent not only ourselves, but the organization. And that's, for me personally, I, I plan on putting out a good product for myself and for the organization. Turn that up a little bit in the background. Got to get to the chorus. Here we go. This is for Joe Philbin and David Bakhtiari. For all men who want to play 16 games. Because that's what they do. Got hair on their chest. The code in the locker room. Tough guys. Maybe we'll actually get to the chorus in like an hour. It'll take a while, but that's all right. Welcome back to Lucas in the Morning. Vogel and Dr. J. Here it comes for Bakhtiari and Philbin. Listen. I'm going to play. 16 games. Get me them Jets. I'm going after them Jets. Yeah, man. Bring on those Lions. <laughs> what a joke. They're talking to cement heads like you guys that require everybody to be a man the for their paychecks. Yeah. Yeah. They are. Yeah. Don't take a knee, stand up and play. I consider that a compliment. Be there for all 16 games. Yeah, we're right. the cement heads in this equation. Yes, they're talking so to now, you Don't two. get me wrong. I really like David Bakhtiari. Absolutely. Um, apparently the voters for the Pro Bowl don't like him as much as we like him because uh. he didn't make the Pro Bowl team. Um, all right. Here, consider the irony in all of this. It's it's probably the least watchable all-star game, if you even call it Probably. It, a game. it is. It is. <laughs> Nobody wants to watch this game. But they do. Some the people do. The ratings are good. I don't. Reason. You two don't. But So we agree on that. But people do. Those same people that want everybody to play 16 games and earn their paycheck, I guess. Oh, so what it is, it, it recognizes players, uh, the type of seasons that players have had. Sure. It's probably a body of work type of vote, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so Bakhtiari generally considered to be one of the best. I'm not going to say he's the best left tackle in the game, one of the best. Well, if he if you call this a snub, um, then he has some c- company because Andrew Whitworth of the Los Angeles Rams, who's also considered one of the best left tackles, isn't on the Pro Bowl roster. Mm-hmm. And it was the acquisition of Whitworth who's really made a big difference in the Rams because what what's what's the old formula equation? You need a quarterback, a left tackle, and pass rusher. Mm-hmm. Right? That's how you have to start a team. Yeah, you could uh, – by the way, Bakhtiari and Corey Lindsley and Kenny Clark were all named as alternates. Well, Clark so can't. The Clark's – They'll, they can't hurt they'll all be pro bowlers. Right, so by the end of it but all, it's they not can the play same. in the game they want. It's not the same like a five yes, guys ahead of you are not playing no, in the, the game. it's the same because and in Rogers 15 years – not going to play in the game. In 15 we, years, you're going to say David Bakhtiari was a pro bowler Rogers in 2018. Rodgers hasn't played the last four times he's been 
<laughs> no, he's definitely Maybe. not going to play. And there's a case that he shouldn't be named. Yeah, he to the shouldn't Pro Bowl have been roster. a Pro Bowl. A case? Yeah. He shouldn't have been. Period. There's no case. Well, Here, here's the only if you thing. Do it, if you Go do ahead. it on his numbers alone, no, no. 23 touchdowns, no. Don't care. two picks, no. only the third player since 1950, third quarterback, cool. at least 20 touchdowns and two or fewer interceptions. How'd that work out for the team? Huh? There is the I forget which one of the eight million different QBR rating systems. The one that Rodgers has been gold on and is like the career leader in. He's like 18th this year among quarterbacks in that stat. So right. it's 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 really eye popping the the touchdowns. He's not going to play. He's not going interception. Anywhere. Well, it's just but a name who, vote. The, who's the who's the NFC quarterback? If you're going to take him off, which I don't disagree, you could do. Who's the NFC quarterback you're putting on instead of him? Russell Wilson. That's the only one I came up with. That you had could a pretty good second with. half. Well, in the AFC, they left pretty off much anybody. Andrew Luck, didn't they? Yeah, they did. And Andrew Luck. That? Well, they should have. He should be on there instead of Tom Brady. Yeah, and Brady did it. Now he's now 14th. This is his 14th yep. Pro Bowl. He's played in two of them. All right, he's. This is his 14th. He's played in two of them. So he's tied the all-time record, uh, along with Peyton Manning, 14 times he's been able to Pro Bowl. Tony Gonzalez. Um, Merlin Olson wasn't he Grizzly Adams? Was he Grizzly no, Adams? Who no, was Grizzly Adams? No, he was Adams? on Little House on the Prairie. No, there's okay, a different big dude with a beard. What? And then Clay Matthews' uncle, Bruce Matthews. Uh-huh. The AFC is opposite of the NFC. They've got too many good quarterbacks because Brady didn't have a bad year or anything. It's just that Andrew Luck had a fantastic year and should be ahead of him on the he Pro Bowl be. list. But when you add those two and Philip Rivers and gone down the line, there's more uh, Deshaun Watson. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. There, there's a number of guys you can choose from there where the NFC doesn't have as many options. MG3, one of the running backs in the AFC, along with James Conner, who's hurt, uh, and Philip Lindsay, who's a good story. Lindsay's the first offensive rookie, undrafted, to be named to the Pro Bowl. First offensive rookie, undrafted. Everson Walls was the first defensive rookie, undrafted, to be named the Pro Bowl. And now I got something for the water cooler guy. Oh, jeez. Oh, he's not up today. Okay. He's sleeping. Is he named to the Pro Bowl? He hasn't been feeling good. He's always on our Pro Bowl roster. to hang out in your office. Get up from your desk and go to the water cooler. Okay, okay. So, Philip Lindsay's had a heck of a year for the Broncos. We'd all, we'd all agree, right? He's got 991 yards. I mean, he's going to rush for 1,000 yards. Came out of Colorado. Nobody drafted him. Um, closer to home, though, John Settle, who's the running backs coach at Wisconsin, was the first undrafted running back to ever rush for 1,000 yards in the history of the National Football League. And he did it in his second year. So his first year out of App State, he didn't play that much for Atlanta. The second year, he rushed for 1,024 yards. First undrafted player to rush for 1,000 yards in the history of the National Football League, your very own John Settle. He was a Pro Bowl player that year in 88. Congrats to him. That's uh, pretty amazing. I, I remember that. I'm trying to, I was trying to picture him in my head as, as being a, a player from back in the day because you're so used to talking well, he's to him. Well, he's, he's got the, the body of a squat, right. tough, hard-nosed running sure. back. Downhill runner. Sure. Downhill. So when you looked at the, the Pro Bowl list and saw the lack of Packers on it with just Rodgers and Ad- Devontae Adams. Who's deserving. Who's very deserving, oh, yeah. despite what you know, he's uh, only some 13, people take shots at him. 13, 13 years from, old? No, he's only 13 no. uh, catches away from breaking Sterling Sharp's single-season mark. See, there's another reason for Rodgers yeah, to have to play. get him get, at Kaiser. Get that record for him. Um, what it, did, it, did it make you think, because like me, you say, well, and there's a case that Rodgers shouldn't be a pro bowler. 
Does it point out that maybe there is a lack yeah. of talent well, on this Packers roster? Yeah, absolutely. Because they're not only the first or second, Total but they're alternates talent. at best. It goes, it goes on Ted Thompson's plate, too, man. Take a look at his drafts. They were terrible towards the end. Mm-hmm. And, and there was nobody there to oversee him. Where were the checks and balances? There were none. I mean, here's a guy who, who refused to even talk about moves that he made. I mean, he could get rid of anybody he wanted to. Uh, there was no transparency because Ted wouldn't meet with the press. And right. nobody, but no one called him on it. Who called him on it? Did, did, did great Mark Murphy call him on it? No, Nobody did. He didn't have the silos installed yet. He was waiting to get those communication silos installed. Yeah, but think about all these. Yet we used to. J- lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We joked about it here. Well, so-and-so has just been released. Uh, we're not going to hear from anybody with the Green Bay Packers because Ted Thompson doesn't talk about any of his moves. Well, with the new regime in there, it did make me yesterday go in search of and look at the list of 2019 NFL free agents. Just a glance at to see, like, are there any of these guys that might be good fits for the Packers or be uh, of interest? Most of them you'd say no, didn't have any fit. I mean, there were a couple of guys on defense right, cool. that I just wondered, are they more name intriguing to cool. me or their actual position? Um, I'm get, uh, Anthony Barr. There, there's one. Oh, that would be fun. <laughs> I think the Vikings had two I like uh, Pro Bowl or alternate Pro Bowl um, defensive guys. Because most of the I like him a lot as a player. I do. Also, his hit on Rodgers was totally illegal. So okay. illegal or legal? Legal. No, not anymore. I don't have a problem with that. Not anymore. It's never illegal. It's illegal. Uh, no, it's not. The NFL it's changed illegal. the way back midseason. Yeah. How many? How many late hits on the quarterback have you seen recently? Hey, by while huh? you're looking for that, I got an All Pro. Okay. It's not on any of these lists. He's not on on the roster, and he's not on the sub list. He's an All Pro though in my book. It's Eric Reed. Uh, nobody has been asked to pee in a cup more than Eric Reed. I mean, seriously, uh, since September 27th, he, he's been uh, tested, drug tested seven times. Two came with his physical. So during 11-game slate, he was tested five times. So that's Eric Thames' territory. I have lots of blood and urine. Yes, Eric. Thames was tested, what, three times in 10 days. Mm. Yeah, during a massive totally home run random. Yeah, Totally Just, wow, random. How random was that? Oh, the NFL doesn't like Eric Reed, no way. You think? Why would that be? <laughs> we all can't imagine. I'm going to keep tossing days at you. Terrell Suggs, does that name interest you? I don't know how no. much he's got left. And Dominican Sue, does that name no. interest you? All right, here. No, I don't want him. I, I would take Suggs, so he's a good character. Okay, mm-hmm. here's one that's he's maybe younger and playing done. great football this year, though he's listed as being a guy in a 3-4 uh, type defense, so th- uh, that would work here. So what's the Jadavion Clowney. Yeah, if they stick Oh, yeah, yeah, he's a stud. Yeah, he's Maybe. he's a free agent with Houston this year, and he's listed as an outside Big linebacker. Player. That would help the pass rush. And they're, oh, yeah. They're playing him like LT this year. They're just letting him yeah. kind of roam around. Because he can run. Is. Yeah. So, uh, there's I mean, the a combination of, of Clowney and J.J. Watt's been pretty effective. I mean, not pretty Very, effective, yeah, really they, effective. Yeah, that's the, one of the best defenses <laughs> in the NFL. Your, you got to pick your poison with that. No, I would, I would, Suggs, if he has anything left, and I'd have to do a lot of research, but not, I don't want anything to do with Sue, S-U-H, sorry. I don't want anything to do with him. Yeah, no, uh, he's also washed, so I'm good. 
I'm sure somebody could tell me any of these one of these cornerbacks is somebody that I'm missing, but oh, there were there was a got any names? There weren't any names that jumped out at me, and that's why that oh, somebody's gonna really have to be breaking down film to know whether this guy's playing well or not. Uh, Honey Badger is a name that I recognize. Tyler oh, I, Matthews. I, I, I really he, like him too. Yeah, he's coming back from injury though. So when's he you know, not? Okay, I guess he's an injury prone. Well, that's all right. The Packers are used to that in their defensive backfield. Uh, yeah, Kevin King and every other position group. Oh man, I was Pretty just much. distracted. Oh, no. We got video of a major fight here between Vancouver and Tampa Bay. It's like all they're doing is fighting. Was that from last night? Yes. Oh, oh it's running into the board. Run at him there. They're going. Oh, to play this the is feud. great. They're dropping. The boys are partying. While you're looking at that, by oh, the way. Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> Party time. Haha, <laughs> Clinton Dix will be a free agent this year. <laughs> yeah, you know. Too. It's a long list of names. That's why it's taking me so long to I go saw down a tweet. and look This at is them. like old school hockey. What are we talking about here? I love it. I saw a tweet from like a Redskins reporter who was like, yeah, I don't think the Redskins are going to be re-signing Hockland. Dix is like, no way. I can't imagine why. All right, so do we have we, we have an update on uh, Leroy Butler ripping Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, we got some, we have some, got some sound audio. On that. Okay, yeah. we'll come back with that next on Lucas in the Morning. That's where I live. You know, I think Aaron's only job really is to outplay the other quarterback, and he's done that for years. I mean, he's been beating these guys since 2010. So the shock of that happening, if you really think, if you really think in your heart that Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Famer like I do, I do expect him to outplay Mr. Trubisky. I really do. I mean, I don't think that's asking too much. Leroy Butler. Welcome back, Lucas in the Morning, Vogel. Dr. J, so he kind of walked back the tweet that he had right after the game or during the game. I'm not quite sure when he hit send. Um, I watched Leroy Butler with Tom Silverstein. He really walked it back there with Spoon saying, yeah, it's not about Aaron Rodgers, it's about Mitchell Trubisky. So he's pretty much calling Trubisky trash. <laughs> okay, okay. Come he's, come This guy's trash. Stick to your guns. That. Well, that was his mindset. Be a macho after. man. After seeing all the headlines, Butler rips Rodgers. I don't think that set well with him, right? It didn't. Well, that was something that would sit well with you. No, yeah, because the they're truth. all looking to take shots at Aaron Rodgers, and well, yeah, he's, he's opening he's, he's, the door big, as being a former big, Packer. Big target. So then yeah. Butler in this interview also talked a little bit about how he's biased because he played with Brett Favre, and it's only natural that he'd think Favre was the better quarterback. Well, I tell you what, I'm a little biased. I played with Brett Favre and won a Super Bowl ring with him. With that being said, Brett Favre has never missed a game. He's just never missed a game. I, I just think in certain aspects, you know, Brett's better. You know, and I think some aspects, you know, Aaron is better. But I will say this, if it was me, you know, going down the stretch, if I had to pick a guy, I played with Brett Favre. So, I mean, I would have to pick Brett Favre. What a cop out. Okay, because he never missed a game that makes him better. Yeah, see, I guess. See, Remember? that's the thing. Well, I, that's that, your that, that drives me a little that's, nuts. That's Rob's argument. I well, I told you yesterday that Aaron Rodgers has always had that shadow to try to pl- emerge from, and that cloud hanging well, over him. Well, get about over it. But Favre's toughness in playing every game, and this is one of the reasons why I'm sure that motivates him to try to play through an injury like this. I, I just can't blame him. Of all the things I can blame Aaron Rodgers for, that's not one I can't. I, I can blame him I, for. I don't know. It, it just. I, do people remember 2011? Like if like if we're doing the old argument of like Rodgers or Far for one game and you get them in their primes, I'm I'm sorry, but 
Aaron Rodgers in 2011 is better than Brett Favre in any season. And I love Brett Favre. I grew up watching the guy. He's my hero, all right? Same with Leroy Butler. He's the reason I wanted to play football. But, like, what are we talking about here? I mean, Aaron Rodgers is a surgeon when he was on. He's a doctor? Yeah, no, he's... I don't he remember is, him getting a medical degree. He didn't even graduate either. from college. He's throwing... He thinks everybody should prime, be a doctor if they're on his level. Yeah. In his prime, he's throwing into windows that nobody in the history of football is thrown into. All right, now, Brett Favre's fun, and he laughs, and he slaps guys on the rear end, and, and he throws balls underhanded to Bubba Franks and whatever. Like, it's cool. And, and he's tough. I get it. Aaron Rodgers is pretty tough, all right? Sorry that Brett Favre never broke his collarbone. I'm sure he would have played through that, too. Oh, wait, no, he wouldn't have. All right, like, what, cool. what's your point? We're comparing, what we're comparing I, I lost, the toughest guy in the history of the he's sport to Aaron Rodgers and then being like, oh, he's not even that tough. Well, yeah, you're comparing him to Cal Ripken, essentially. All right, like, congratulations. What, what a great comparison this? you made. What position did Ripken play? Did he no play idea. for the Colts when they were in Baltimore? I think he was, I are, we not, are we not making the connection Ripken between Brett Favre soft. and Cal Ripken? I thought it's a football player. I don't know. Baseball player, but are we, we're not I making the connection. Rogers is a pitcher. Yeah, He's got a strong arm. Wow. Yeah, okay. No, no. That's cool. Just, just ignore my point. It's I, like you do no, that. We, that's we cool. do that no, no, all the time. No, it's cool. When did you get here? Breaking that's the cool. <laughs> That's cool. No, it's all good. Don't worry. But it's always fun to hear outsiders talk about Green Bay. Correct. I mean, it is because yeah, uh, they have a different sure. perspective. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes not a bad perspective. Sometimes mm-hmm. a little bit off track. Um, I think we played. Neon Dion just last week. What, didn't he have something to say about Rodgers as well a couple of weeks ago or within the last yeah, 10 days? Yeah, he's chimed in the last couple of weeks on this. I, you can't resist. It's Aaron Rodgers. He's got right. concentric circles painted on his back. You know what that means? He's a target. Yeah, I, uh, I, I see what you're doing. Okay? I like that. See that? Yes, okay. Yeah. So, this is why Butler tried to walk his back because he didn't realize what no, he was walking into. he lives into. in the state of Wisconsin. Yeah. That's why he yeah. walked it back. Yeah. So what did, what did Deion Sanders have to say about the whole situation in Green Bay surrounding Aaron Rodgers? And Rodgers needs a lot of help, a lot of help. And he's not going to ever – Green Bay Packer fans, I want you to hear this, and I want you to hear this clearly because you're going to get mad at me. Don't tweet me. Don't at me. Don't nothing me. I'm just telling you the truth, and somebody needs to. Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers will never win another Super Bowl together. Never. It's not going to happen. No time soon. The next time he won a Super Bowl, it would not be in a Green Bay Packer uniform because your team is in disarray. And they're several years away from that. And that makes him, what, 40? It's over in Green Bay. What do you think? Well, I don't know about the age thing mattering that much. I mean, Tom Brady was just playing for the Super Bowl last year and could have won it. You know, and what is he now, 40? 41, whatever Tom Brady yeah. is. So oh, oh, wait, that There's age. no law that well, says that. But do you agree that, that uh, are they in disarray in Green Bay? Uh, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, are, are yeah they, that team is. They don't feel like they're that many players away from being a good team. Okay. Yeah, that can be in the playoffs and contending. I mean, they're they're one player away from playing like he's capable of, of being at least a potential to be there. I mean, they have to overcome three consecutive bad drafts. That's that's. In yeah. the middle of all of this, isn't it? They need yeah. a good draft and a good offseason this year. There's no doubt about they're that. They're going to have to supplement the roster beyond the draft. Yeah, that's the thing is they can't stop at the draft. That This is not a draft and develop only team anymore. It can't be. Or, no, but or if, he's right. But or he's he, right. They won't no, win. I understand. Not but, if they're going to have an immediate turnaround. Yeah. That's for sure. They're going to have to get some other guys to plug in there. Well, if you guys want to draft a good idea, I've got that idea for you. How's that? Huh? Love it. Car insurance? Great. Love it. We're all concerned about car insurance because you got to have it. Um, and... What's happened over the last year or so is that it's, people have made it easier for you to secure car insurance. Crazy as it might sound, Go Car Insurance can be had online. It's the very first on-demand car insurance app 
exclusively on iPhone. It's fast. It's really fast. You download the app, you scan your license, and you get a quote in like 60 seconds. Can't get any faster than that. Uh, You're managing your car insurance issues, if you have any, uh, through the app, and there's no paperwork. There's not, no waiting on hold. There's no hassles. That's eliminated. You're totally in control. And that's the most important thing about this. Uh, you can cut out a lot of the fees. Uh, you see go other places. Uh, and you can keep your own cash. So if you want to find out more, go to the App Store now and download Go Car Insurance. All you have to do is open the app and then you get a quote. And you start saving money today. Today. All right, there have been a lot of great baseball movies a lot of great baseball movies. This topic came up yesterday in light of the death of Penny Marshall, correct? Mm-hmm. So we'll take our own personal poll on baseball movies right. coming up next on Lucas in the Morning. Say, Evelyn, can I ask you a question? You got a moment? Mm-hmm. Which team do you play for? Well, I, I'm a peach. Well, I was just wondering, because I couldn't figure out why you would throw home when we've got a two-run lead. You let the tying run get on second, and we lost the lead because of you. Now you start using your head. That's that love that's three feet above your... <laughs> Are you crying? No. Are you crying? Oh. Are you crying? <laughs> There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. One of the classic lines, correct? Yes, yes indeedy. Uh, yesterday, or it was Monday, Penny Marshall died at the age of 75. Uh, she's known for a lot of things. She's known for a role as Laverne DeFazio and Laverne and Shirley, spinoff of Happy Days, Shots Brewery. Uh, Cindy Williams uh, and Penny Marshall were quite the tandem, the duo. Also known as a director, producer-director, uh, one of the movies being A League of Their Own. Uh, you just heard uh, a soundbite from that. Is that also correct, sir? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Along with Big, two huge Tom, Hank mo- Tom yep. Hanks movies right there. So A League of Their Own grossed uh, $132 million. Okay, so That's crazy. In, for in, that time. Yeah. yeah, for that time. So the baseball movies that were listed on in, in this genre with A League of Their Own, um, The Natural, Bull Durham, and Field of Dreams. All right, so of those four baseball movies... What's your favorite? Because we had um, PA guy, who again mm-hmm. we thanks for joining us yesterday, weighed in saying one of his favorite baseball movies is a little known classic called Pastime, and I'm not aware of that. Have you uh, ever heard of Pastime? No, I have not. No. Right. So wait, what were the four you said? The Natural League of Their Own, Bull Durham, and what was the other? Field one? of Dreams. You know, I got sucked into a baseball movie by the way last night that I I don't like it, but I can't stop watching it for some reason. For love of the game. With Kevin Costner, the one where he's the Detroit Tigers pitcher right. throwing the perfect game, where Vin Scully talks nonstop through the last half of the movie. <laughs> I mean, all right, Vin, I got it already. Tone it down. See, I'm terrible on movies, so I, this is um, really going to turn it over to both of you. What's right. your favorite baseball movie? It all kind of comes down to like who you're watching it with, right? Because like if I'm if I'm watching a movie like a baseball movie by myself. I'm probably watching like Major League. That's probably going in my yeah, Mount yeah, Rushmore that's, here. That's, that's funny. Um, like you know, if I'm if I'm a dad and I'm watching it with my kid, I'm gonna want to watch Field of Dreams, obviously. And I, I don't know. I, I guess of the four that you listed, right? If I'm picking one to watch, I'm honestly probably picking League of Their Own. Okay, that's fair. And and Bull Durham is probably second. 
I would go with Bull Durham. But man, I, don't I would know. go it's with tough. Bull Durham too. It's but really you could tough. go either way. I love. They're all good choices. Those are especially those two a league of their own and Bull Durham. But Bull Durham is so great. It has so is. many classic lines and scenes from that movie. The, Not that a league of their own doesn't. The natural to me, like. I, I'm. I just can't connect with. I don't know. Well, see, it's, I, it's whatever to me. I, I. I'm not into any type of fiction at all. Okay. Rather, it's reading just cold fiction, hard facts. Watching. No, I'm not. So it has. So it's. It's. I look at it as the believability factor. Okay. Uh, and I don't. I didn't see that in the natural. Yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. You're saying you didn't believe that Robert Redford could hit a home run off the lights that made all the lights explode as yes. if it were fireworks what are your thoughts? while he circled War Memorial Stadium for the game-winning home run? What are your thoughts on uh, <laughs> dead players walking through cornfields? and? <laughs> or that Robert Redford literally knocked the cover off but the you baseball. Could, but you could be hey, hallucinating. Monty Maldonado did that, all right? Look, I've run into a lot of people who are delusional. I think two of them are in here. That Wait, you could you could imagine dead people walking through. Oh, well, that's yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. That one has the added connection to that being Field of Dreams. That it's just down the road from here. You know, just outside of Dubuque, down there. You can go down there. It's a cool place, and the whole story of making the movie and everything about it is pretty cool. And as you mentioned, if you're watching with a a son, uh, you're watching with your dad or something like that. It's a kind of emotional movie to watch. So I've teared up watching that a time or two. I tear up every time watching that movie. I tear up <laughs> laughing from Bull Durham so many times. Yeah, I own that one, have that one. So many great so, lines. Yeah, that that one just keeps going over and over again. So I think like if I had to do my my Mount Rushmore, essentially my top four, I, I think I'm going Bull Durham, Field of Dreams, League of Their Own, and Major League. Those are my four. That Those are my go-tos. I can't dispute that. I, I, and there are other good ones. And I know like Bad News Bears and, and everybody loves the Sandlot. I apparently was did, the one kid who grew up in the 90s that didn't really care about the Sandlot Hanks, all that much. You yeah. like Sandlot? No, I, it's good. I just, I don't know. Did he win an Academy Award or anything for... Uh, not for that, uh, I don't think. He did for Philadelphia. But not for, not for that. Ryan. Uh, let me see. Not for that role. No. I'm, I'm looking so. up the IMDb awards. But he was good page. though, right? Wouldn't you? Gr- oh yeah, he was great. Great. He's good in so many different things. Yeah. Uh, is there a movie that Tom Hanks isn't no. good in? For heaven's sake! I, <laughs> I mean, I always used to say that about Dustin Hoffman. Joe meets the vol- versus the volcano or whatever. Maybe that he was won the last a 1993 American Comedy Awards funniest supporting actor in a motion picture for a League of Their Own. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> that is that is what he won. <laughs> All right, that's fair. That's fair. So there's that. Yeah, cool stuff. Like yeah. I said, the only. Dustin Hoffman, I, I've never seen. Dustin Hoffman always made great movies, or good movies, never bad movies. The, those, that's what you know about movies is that Dustin Hoffman yeah. makes good ones. Yeah. It's yeah. not a bad thing to know about movies. One of his old ones. No, in was... connection with Tom Hanks, because if we're going oh. on the premise that Tom Hanks doesn't make a bad movie, rarely. I mean, he does, but yeah, it is rare. One of his uh, Dustin Hoffman's old movies that was just on public TV that I was watching the night that's still relevant today, maybe even more so, was Kramer versus Kramer. So it was about, you know, a husband and wife breaking up and going through the things they did with a small child here uh, being battled over in court. Uh, I sat there and watched one. Wow, this is still really good. Even though it's, you know, maybe not written as it would be today, it's still really good and holds up. All right, second hour of the show, we're going to talk with Andy Baggett from UWBadgers.com at around 7.15. Andy's going to give us a different look at recruiting through the eyes of those players already on campus who serve as recruiting hosts. And what do they sell? What have they sold? Because obviously a lot of people believe this is one of the strongest recruiting classes Wisconsin's had in a very long time. And then at 745, Mike Keller joins us. We'll ask him about whether Aaron Rodgers should play or not. I think I already know that answer, but we'll throw it at him anyways. That much more coming up on Lucas in the Morning. 
Okay, patrons, it's time to grab a little slice of cake and put on that party hat because it's birthdays, dead or alive. You said it's your birthday. Here's Uncle Lukey. Thank you very much, Eddie. A little nitty-gritty dirt band, John McEwen, 73 today. The legend, the icon, number 92, would have been 57. It's a fantastic country song, by the way. So, All right. just throw that out there. Can you answer? I'm th- Yeah, 92. Would have been 57 today. Just think, now, think about it. It's past tense. So oh, oh, sorry. Someone who died. Reggie. Younger, yeah, Reggie White. Died mm. at the age of 43. 98 <laughs> sacks. The minister. Does it sleep apnea and some issues? That was part of it with, yeah. with his heart. Okay. Uh, he had his jersey number 92 retired by three different programs. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Teams. The Eagles, the Packers, and his college, University of Tennessee. And he also started, didn't he start in the USFL? Yeah, he, he played did. in Memphis or something? Signed a big contract there. Uh, one of the greatest groups ever. Just, they don't get enough recognition. The Loving Spoonful. Yell. Yell Yanakovsky, yell Nanovsky, yell. Hey, he's dead anyway. He, said he would have been 74. <laughs> he's dead anyway. There we go. We I, apologize uh, to his family and friends. If somebody had told me, like, hey, what what band sings this song, I would have no, no? before today. Really? A lot of these bands that you play, like the, the bands where you start off sure. by saying, one of the greatest bands of all time. Yeah, I, I know the song, but I never knew that's what the band was called. Uh, you ever hear of Kevin McHale? Uh, yeah. 61 today. Oh. I do. I have a signed picture down in my basement. Minnesota Hibbing Boy. A lot of people have uh, compared some of his low post moves, including Jay Billis who brought this up. Ethan Happ has mm-hmm. some of the same footwork that McHale did around the rim. Yep. Close to the rim. He doesn't have the, ju- the face-up jumper. It is something still right. a work that's, in progress. That's the one McHale had. He had the face-up or fade-away jumper yep. that he could do that Ethan doesn't have. Uh, mean Gene Okerlund, 76. Oh, my guy. Yes, another Minnesota guy. Uh, Russell the Muscle Brannion, 43. Oh. 43. Yes, hitting dingers. See, now, wait a minute a second. How come you bring up some wrestling person that I've never heard of, which is most wrestling people, yeah. and then the, you, you or if Ben's here, go on and on for hours about this clown. Finally, we've got a wrestling legend that I know. There's no audio clip Who? of Mean Gene. We don't talk Eugene about Oh, Oakland. I thought he was talking Gene about Russell Oakland. the Muscle. No. I was like, wait a minute, Rob. Mean Gene Oakland. We could go on for I stories hear noise. about how I met him or <laughs> something. I hear noise in the background. Yeah. Uh, please. <laughs> Let's go a little Earth, Wind, and Fire. Everybody oh. loves Earth, oh, Wind, boy. and Fire. This is to Rob Andringa. Reese White would have been 77 today. Uh, Jennifer Beals is 55 today. Do you, anyone know her beyond Flashdance? Any movies? Can you name one movie? Jennifer who? Jennifer, Jennifer Beals. Beals. Can you name one movie she's been in other than Flashdance? I think she can name the, the show or nope. the movie she had Devil in a Blue Dress. Nah, that doesn't, doesn't uh-huh. resonate with <laughs> you. Okay, hey, Alyssa Milano is 46. Okay. What was her name on Who's the Boss? 
I don't know. <laughs> who was the star of Who's the Boss? Who was the boss? Tony Danza. <laughs> Correct. Who's the boss? Tony Danza playing a character named Tony. <laughs> well, of course. <laughs> Samantha. 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 That's it. Judith Light was also <laughs> there. All right, by the way, go to her Twitter feed and check out uh, a funny post she had about people who were telling her to shut up about politics. politics. Yeah, shut up about politics. They said, shut up about politics and just blank blank. And so she did blank blank. In a All photo. Right. Okay. Uh, and then your guy, Warren Sapp, is 46 today. Oh, he's definitely my guy. Uh, can you name the three other uh, You're analysts? You're so tough. Can you name the three other analysts who are booted from, from the NFL Network for uh, sexual harassment at the same time Sapp was? Uh, no. Marshall Falk? <laughs> yes. Two more. Um, oh, uh, is it he- Heath, Heath Evans? Evans? Good. Yeah. And Ike Ooh. Taylor. Thank you. I never got There's your home. Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Never would have gotten uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is 38. Gyllenhaal? Gyllenhaal. 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 Jake Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Same thing. Uh, name one movie. He's not dead. Name one so movie. He's not name one either. movie. Uh, the two gay cowboys, right? <laughs> <laughs> Christmas yeah. Rob. Brokeback Mountain. Brokeback Mountain. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> How about Nightcrawler? Am I right about Brokeback Mountain? Yes, you are. Thank you. Okay. Uh, you are. Me. You are right about that. <laughs> Thank you. There's nothing incorrect about what I said, and you laughed at me. Oh, two gay cowboys, whatever. Oh, my goodness. I'm... I can't quit you. That's the famous line. That is movie. true. Yeah. When we right. come back, we'll be joined by Brian Posick. That's coming up next on Lucas in the Morning. Good morning, patrons. It's time to get over the hump. Welcome to Wednesday. Hump day, am I right, buddy? Here's who'll be joining us for our festivities today. At 7.15, it's our buddy Bags. Bags? Andy Baggett of UWBadges.com. At 7.45, get this, Mike Heller. Yeah, of The Mike Heller Show. Wish I had a show named after me. Then again, maybe not. And ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let the show begin. And unfortunately, it can't begin without these two. Here's Rob Bogle and Mike Lucas. Also joining us, per usual, at this time of the day, Brian Posick. Brian's time is brought to you by On Ice Promotions, home of the farm gym at Oregon Ice Arena, where they grow athletes. Good morning. Hi there. How you doing? Great. How are you? I got to (laughs) confess... Yeah, I watched part of a bowl game last night. You oh, watched the Boca Raton no. Bowl. Well, it's why? the Cherry Bundy Boca Raton Bowl. <laughs> well, that's bowl. why you were waiting to see Cherry At Bundy on screen. F A U. Is Cherry Turf. Bundy a person? Uh, I just think of what. Uh, I'm confused. Uh, yeah, Al what, Bundy. Yeah, the Bundys. Al Bundy. Ted, Al oh, Bundy. No, got it. Yeah, okay, Ted Bundy, Ted the killer. Bundy, yeah, too. yeah. Think of Al. Well, we don't have to go there. Married with children. <laughs> so they had an aerial view a couple of times <laughs> of uh, F A U Stadium. Yeah. Uh, they listed the attendance at 22,000. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think that might be right. <laughs> yeah. 2,200 looked like. Yeah. Uh, but th- there, was a, there was something to talk about from this game itself, the final score. 37-13 UAB. Uh, yeah, so that, what are you going, who cares? I mean, you had a couple of conference champions playing. Sure. Uh, but just two years ago. Uh, UAB didn't have a football program. Yeah, right. They had dropped it. Well, yeah. They I mean, had, yeah. I had forgotten about it, and then I looked back. It was 2014 in December. Yep. After a 6-6 six and six season, they yep. just ran out of funds, or they didn't feel like they could support football. Right, right. But the reaction was, was so strong in mm-hmm. support of the sport. Yeah. They go two seasons without it. Uh, 84% of the student body voted 
to increase their semester fees to by twenty five dollars. By tw- that's a lot for a college kid. Sure. Uh, the city council kicked in five hundred thousand annually. Made that pledge, and huh. uh, they went out and raised money and raised like seventeen million dollars. I don't get the in the city Island. of Birmingham. Yeah. So yeah. they returned last year and went eight and four regular <laughs> season, then lost in the Bahamas Bowl, and then they won their first bowl game ever last 11 night. Eleven and three this year. How about that? Yeah, that's pretty good. Alabama Huntsville had something similar happy to, happen to its hockey program. Mm. So Alabama's had had this issue at times at, at various universities, the the lower level state schools, right. I suppose. And they've you know after they announced that it was going to be dropped. Uh, then people came out of the woodwork to help promote it and keep it going. Well, you can imagine, too, for a, a football pro- program at UAB being totally overshadowed by Alabama. University of Alabama, Auburn. Yeah. Right, in Auburn, yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Northern Illinois also always has a bunch of kids that are from this Wisconsin, Wisconsin yeah. Yeah. from the Madison yeah. area, director, Sean, Sean Frazier, former associate AD. It's a good program. Yeah. It's a good, solid mm-hmm. program. Always has been. Oh, yeah. By the sure. way, the first tweets are starting to come out now of Badger recruits showing pictures of themselves signing. All right. Officially signing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh. Rucci, Rucci, is it? It's a tight uh, end. Rucci, yeah. yep. Officially yep. a Badger. He's got a big yep. picture uh, yep. they put out there. The balloons, the helmet. To sign to well, I was sharing to. with the boys earlier yeah. an old hack flashback. Oh, boy. That in 1993, Wisconsin's recruiting class was ranked number two in the Big Ten, behind <laughs> only Michigan, sure. and was ranked among the top ten in the country. Wow. And back then, the standard was how many parade All-Americans do you have? Right, right. Which are now the equivalent of five, five stars. stars, correct? Right. right. Yep. And Wisconsin's um, and they got had one two, in this year's class. Yeah, they Logan had two Brown back then, line. two running yeah. backs. Yeah. Uh, Carl McCullough and Royce the Rocket Roberson. Oh my gosh, Royce Roberson! Yeah, tried, wow, nice. I, I'm jogging your memory a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Tarek Sala was in that class. Season. Yep. He was a good back. He was a good back. More he than was. serviceable. He can't, he, he was. Um, for a lack of a better term, a poor man's Eric Dickerson because he, he was ran tall, so straight upright. up tall. Took yep. a lot of hits. Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Logan Brown. Yeah, um, five star. Five star, which is rare for this program. Yep. The first since, since. Uh, the first since. Oh, since. Gosh. Since twelve years ago. Since offensive lineman, right tackle. Joe Thomas. No, or right tackle. Yes, right tackle. I'm sorry. Was I'm hit blanking. injured. He he never really lived up to his J-O. own. Oh. I'll give you the J O. J O. Yeah. Okay. Good. It's a good clue. Josh, Josh Oglesby. Oglesby. Okay. Oh, jeez. Yeah, and, uh, he's coaching now at uh, UTEP, I think. Mm-hmm. He was with Gary Anderson for a while. He started yeah, here as a right. grad assistant. Yeah, uh, But he played I, – I went back and looked at the offensive lines he played with. He was a first-team All-Big Ten mm-hmm. right tackle one year. I think it was that final year. So it was Rick Wagner was playing on the left side. Travis Frederick was at guard. Mm-hmm. Peter Coons was at center. And Kevin Zeitler was the right guard. All play in the NFL. Oh, my God. And you go back even further with Oglesby. Got he was the right tackle on a line that consisted of Gabe Karimi, John Moffat, Peter Coons, and Kevin Zeitler. Wow. Those are good players. Wow. Huh? about a four- or yeah. five-year stretch in there where the offensive yeah. line was Creamy just was an, a unanimous All-American. Yeah, an Outland Trophy day. winner. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Wow. So th- this is not a program. Wisconsin's not a program that gets a lot of five stars. No, you they can got a couple of that. four stars. Graham Mertz, the quarterback out yeah. of Kansas. Uh, Joe Tipman, he's an offensive lineman from Indiana, offensive tackle that they like a lot. They've got three Wisconsin kids in there, including Julius Davis, the running back from Menominee Falls. Uh, Leo Chanel, the Gatorade State Player of the Year out of Grantsburg, too. So, and Keanu Benton, who's a defensive tackle from Janesville Craig, I believe. Right. It was supposed to be pretty good. So, Did your daughter have a signing day? Did she sign? Like, yeah, they did. Something at the yeah. school for her? When yeah, she said, exactly. Know? Yeah, they went to Stoughton and a bunch of uh, kids who had uh, received offers to play at whatever schools uh, got so together you can and they relate had, a, they to had a ceremony. You yeah, can relate cool. to it from a family perspective how important this day is. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, but really a, the recruiting no, process. Scale. Yeah, the recruiting pl- process had been going on for a, for a long time. In some, you know, for, for Maddie it was, you know, two, three years. But for others, it, it starts in seventh grade or eighth grade, you know, and, and especially in sports like soccer and 
And uh, in volleyball, it seems like they're trying to, and hockey for that matter, they're, they're trying to identify kids sooner and sooner, which I hope soon the NCAA comes to its you know, faculties and realizes, all right, you can't have coaches out looking at eighth grade games for, for their next prized recruit. You know, you can, whatever. But, uh, no, you. it's, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's, but this is the day where it's, okay, yeah, it's all official, but you know it's coming, you know, unless there's a change of heart somewhere along yep. the line. And then yeah. what you've seen over the last few years are a lot of flips. A lot of kids oh, yeah. decommitting, right. which well, natural goes both ways. You lose Titus a couple. Toller, a safety out of yeah. uh, that committed to Colorado. I think they, they lost they about three or f- and he comes back. And, I think Wisconsin lost, lost three yeah. or four and they gained three or four. Right. So that's how, that's that's how it works. works. We're yeah. now also guaranteed to get one viral video of a kid with three hats in front of him. He one picks viral? up one, at least one, one right. and mom or dad oh, or right. an uncle who's ticked off at the selection of the background. No, and storms out and then some sort of thing. That seems to be a trend that's happening at least one somewhere, too. Yeah. As there was many yeah, years ago, I'm committed to the University of LSU. <laughs> huh? You're going to need that education. Yeah. Right. Right. What did he say? Okay, then. All right, uh, congratulations on that little uh, vignette uh, cameo you did on the the nights before Christmas no, the, or the Christmas yeah, story, right? The night before Christmas, yeah. So what? Uh, Wisconsin State Journal, I think. Yeah, put Todd Molesky put it all together, and there's a video online, Madison.com. A bunch of the media Barry celebrities in Madison. Oh, you got to do that too. Guard and Paul Christ, yeah. And Barry Alvarez yeah, is the Barry final Alvarez. read. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The new soccer coach, pro soccer coach. Yep, yep, from yep. Uh, Forward F- uh, FC, yep. And uh, yeah, uh, Yvette Healy, uh, Yvette Healy, How's the that softball story, yeah. coach. Is that positive? I think it's uh, all pretty good. Yeah. Okay. yeah. That's good. Thanks, Brian. Good night. Good night. Good night. To all good day. Oh, I got it. See that? Yes, yeah. they're very nice. Haven't you read that to your kid yet? I have. Even the Cheesehead Christmas goes the night before Christmas. Love to do that one in the Wisconsin accent. Do you still believe in Santa Claus? What do you mean still believe in Santa Claus? Thank you for everybody driving to school this morning. Have a great Christmas. <laughs> Santa will be getting stuff done at the workshop. Why wouldn't you believe in a good Santa? Of course. Right? We had the beer Santa with us yesterday. <laughs> Can't beat that. Uh, Andy Baggett joins us next on Lucas in the Morning. That plays a big part in it, but um, obviously there's a lot more things that go into it. You have like your whatever your goals are and for graduation or whatever you, it may be. You got to consider all the factors, and I'm at that point right now where I'm, I'm taking it all in and weighing in all my options right now. I think Tyler, the things that he's put on tape last year and this year, I don't see why he couldn't go. You know, I think the growth that he made from last year to this year speaks for itself. The first voice you heard belonged to center Tyler Biotis, the second to right tackle David Edwards. Welcome back to Lucas in the Morning. Joining us now from UWBadgers.com, Andy Baggett. Good morning. How you doing? Good morning, guys. Good tune there. You like that music, do you? Sure. All right. Good for you. I'm glad you have some musical <laughs> sure. taste. No, I just think I just figured you you know you being the musical yeah. aficionado that you no are, question that, about it. that you had you had a hand in that music. Now you so there you go. You homered down that pitch. No, Couldn't no you tell how he was really moved you by your enthusiasm? Yeah, you Andy. touched all the bases, Andy. Uh, so it's always uh, an intriguing question for for young athletes, and they are relatively young college players like a Tyler Biotic. David Edwards had to make the decision last year along with a Michael Dieter and a TJ Edwards. What do you do? You go through the process, the draft evaluation process, and then you make a decision. At least they have that opportunity to get others' opinions. Don't you agree? Oh, that's that. I think that's one of the great inventions for, for these guys is, is, that, uh, is that evaluation process and, and 
getting genuine feedback, not just from uh, your coaches, but but the uh, but the people in the NFL, and knowing that uh, you know that there's there's not a bias there that, that that they're getting the honest feedback that they need, the honest evaluation from people who are uh, possibly going to sign their paychecks somewhere down the line. So it's uh, I think it really helps. I think it's uh, uh, eliminated a lot of mistakes. Um, if, if it's your goal to make it to the NFL and that opportunity is presented to you um, in, in the form of, of, of a first round grade or a second ground or second round grade, whatever whatever is your whatever is your preference, then uh, then this is a big help and it's it's it probably gives guys a little bit of peace of mind as opposed to conflict because uh, it's another opportunity. If you want to get your degree, great. You could stay in school and do that. Uh, if you want to uh, make it go to the NFL, you're going to get the feedback that helps. What do you think about the the next layer of it that's, I guess, continuing to to evolve or grow here as we've seen a couple more cases this year of guys who are skipping their bowl game, whether it's their senior year or junior year, and they're going pro anyway, so they've decided not to play in the bowl game as to prepare for the NFL draft, like Bryce Love at Stanford, the quarterback at West Virginia. It seems we have a couple of cases of this at least each and every year now. Well, I, I'm I'm kind of torn about that, to be honest with you. I think there's a uh, uh, we, early on we we well, in a couple of years ago, if I'm not mistaken, we saw a couple of examples where injuries happen in bowl games. Injuries can happen any time. I mean, how many times have you seen a guy hurt in practice? How many times have you? I mean, I think of Jack Sitchi, who was part who who injured who sustained a, a season-ending injury in in a just condition you know on the sidelines he wasn't even in 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 uh there wasn't even any tackling going on or anything along those lines no contact so it can happen anytime and to uh to all of a sudden pull the plug on your team and your teammates in that in that moment it's it, to me it's a it's a really difficult decision because uh you're uh it, it it defines you as selfish even though that's not what you are i mean i think there's a uh there's a sense to this that the, you have to do what's best for you, but uh, it, it, it's an, it's definitely an uncomfortable position to be in to to all of a sudden say that you're not going to uh, to be around for a bowl game, even though the bowl game could be defined as I don't know if meaningless is the right word because I think every game, if you're going to play it, it has some meaning to it. But uh, uh, I, I just I would not want to be in that position. Let's put it that way. I know you've been working on a story for Varsity on how current players on campus here for Wisconsin have served as recruiting hosts and how they impact those high school pro- prospects. Give us a little idea what goes into that. Well, when there, uh, I, there are a couple of guys that uh, uh, sometimes you get guys who've committed, some guys you get guys who are, who are not committed, and, and there's, uh, there's some uh, soul-searching that goes on in that. There's some, a lot of questions being asked, a lot of answers trying to be brought forward. Uh, guys are, uh, are are trying to to give in a in a very short window of time one weekend to give uh, a kid who may never have been on campus before a sense of what this place is all about and what this program is all about, what its priorities are, and and uh, what it's going to be like uh, in Madison, living here for four or five years, and and playing for Paul Christ and playing for. Uh, Mickey Turner playing for uh, a lot of these guys, and 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 there's, and it's, I I know I used the word before in a different perspective, but it, it's about being genuine. These guys are trying to 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 cast a light on uh, 
what uh, what to be what a, a recruit can expect from Wisconsin and why it's best to come to Wisconsin, no matter who the other competition, who the other schools are that they're trying that they're considering, because of whatever is their priority, whether it's the family atmosphere, whether it's the the style of offense Wisconsin runs, whether it's the coach, whether it's the the school, whether it's the the school of business, whatever the case might be, there's there's a lot of uh, uh, thoughtful interaction that goes on with these guys, and it's and it's fascinating in a lot of ways. Rob, is it official on the quarterback? Yeah, we uh, Badger football has tweeted out, "Welcome to the family, Graham, the highly touted quarterback from Kansas." Graham Mertz, a Badger, and it says Graham Mertz. It's got his picture here. Uh, along with uh, Daryl Bevel, Scott Tolzien, and Russell Wilson in the background over Graham's uh, shoulder. So it is official. Now Badger Nation can go back to breathing. Andy, how is how are they going to handle the hype that surrounded Graham Mertz? Oh, God. They're, they're going to they're gonna take it and blow it out of proportion. He, he's the next guy. And I'm not diminishing Graham Mertz in any way, shape, or form. I, I, he's, he's captured the imagination of a lot of Wisconsin. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Fans, uh, and we all know that the, there's no one more intriguing to us to any fan base than the next one. Whether it's the tailback, whether it's the the record-setting quarterback, whether it's the record-setting wide receiver, whatever the case might be. But in Graham Mertz's case, he is a uh, he's he's has a reputation for for uh, for for being a really really good quarterback, uh, uh, maybe a, a, a an envelope-pushing quarterback for Wisconsin. He's uh, he's a guy that not only is coming to Wisconsin, but he's played a role in, in convincing a lot of other recruits to come to Wisconsin, which I think is kind of neat. And uh, he's going to enroll in January. He's going to uh, take part in spring practice, and he's going to uh, uh, fight for the number one job, at, at, at least at the outset. And we'll see what the it'll, – it'll be a fascinating process to see how it unfolds. I was telling these guys earlier, the only – recruiting class that I thought got more attention than this one was in 93 when they brought in two parade All-Americans and Carl McCullough and Royce the Rocket Roberson, uh, among others. And that was coming off a five and six season. So they had yet to establish themselves as a Big Ten contender. Uh, back then, parade All-American was the equivalent of a five-star. Do you remember any other time where their recruiting class here at Wisconsin was heralded as much as this one? Boy, that, uh, well, I, I caution everyone. I'm sure that there's Wisconsin. There are Wisconsin fans out there going, Royce Roberson. I've never heard of him. <laughs> well, that, well, that's a good. That, 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 that was an that, indictment that, on recruiting and stars well, and parade all Americans. Well, it's just you take it with a grain of salt. You know, there's uh, a year ago at this, two years ago at this time, how many people were going, Oh, Jonathan Taylor, we got that guy. He's going to be great. Nobody knew. I mean, he was, he had potential, but you just don't know. And and uh, that's. That's the the beauty and the agony of of, of recruiting. You you hope you hit a home run. You hope you got the right people. You hope you filled the holes that you needed to fill. But uh, you just don't know until uh, the careers no, unfold and they get a chance to play. Yeah, you, all you knew is that uh, J T. Jonathan Taylor was a Jersey back, and Wisconsin's had great success in the history with Jersey backs. But he 
decommitted from Rutgers. And a lot of people just shrugged. Okay, that's nice. <laughs> Someone that Rutgers couldn't land, <laughs> Wisconsin got. How good can he be? Exactly. <laughs> sort of Thanks, Andy. All right, guys. Enjoy your days. Thanks, Andy. Uh, Mike Keller will join us in about 15 minutes. Uh, we got to replay something a Hall of Fame football player had to say about the Green Bay Packers. Don't we? We got to hear this again. In prime time. And, and you have to brace yourself if you're a really true Packer fan, a loyalist, maybe even an apologist. You're probably not going to like what you're going to hear next. But that's a tease, and that's coming up right after this on Lucas in the Morning. You know, I think Aaron's only job really is to outplay the other quarterback, and he's done that for years. I mean, he's been beating these guys since 2010. So the shock of that happening, if you really think, if you really think in your heart that Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Famer like I do, I do expect him to outplay Mr. Trubisky. I really do. I mean, I don't think that's asking too much. That would be a clarification. Welcome back to Lucas in the Morning, Vogel. Dr. J. Leroy Butler, you heard him. He wanted to walk it back a little bit after a tweet on Sunday. Wondering why. Why can't Aaron Rodgers, Hall of Famer to be, outplay Mitchell Trubisky? Huh? <laughs> because why the Bears defense happen? is better than the Packers defense? How about that? Their quarterbacks aren't playing against each other. Why do we keep you know, putting that out there? Why uh, even Roy think, Butler, who mm, should know better? You made a little on. bit of a point there. I, I guess. Trubisky didn't play all world on Sunday. He wasn't an all world quarterback. No, yeah, but it's Aaron Rodgers. He didn't make the key mistake. He did. He lost a fumble, but they recovered it. He didn't throw the ball up for grabs. Because that had a lot to do with the game plan. They didn't throw the ball downfield. They settled for short passes, which what speaks volumes for having an offensive coordinator who finds a way to accent strengths and minimizing weaknesses, right? Okay, then but that's an offensive corner thing. That's not an Aaron Rodgers thing. No, it isn't. I'm, I'm just, just I'm not I'm not I'm not taking a shot there at Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I'm not giving Rodgers a pass on all of this, but we just keep putting it out there. This is if it's the quarterback versus the quarterback and Tom no. Brady's numbers versus Aaron Rodgers' numbers in a given game. They're playing against who, defenses and coaches. Who incidentally is getting ripped a lot right now. Tom, Tom Brady. Brady? Yeah, because that final sequence on Sunday was where he rough. wasn't even close with some of the passes. So he was throwing to the immobile one, Gronk, yeah, who can't you move. mean You mean next year's Packers tight end signing? Whoa. Oh, please. Wow. Well, that yeah. give him when the they, hat when they cut him and the you Packers know, that would give him the years. hat trick, though. Yeah, it would. Uh, it really would. who can't play dead. Oh, it really would. That You know, that's who is a free agent. Cook. They can get bring him back from oh, the Raiders. Okay. Yeah, for double the price. Should have never yeah, let him go. Yeah, exactly. Should have never let him go. They can bring him back. Take another bite at that apple. Right, I don't know what either one of you think about Deion Sanders. What do you think about Deion Sanders? Do you, do you uh, buy into his opinion? You think he's, he's crazy? Nice. Yeah, he's crazy. He's fine. He's certifiable he's crazy. Well, but he's got a forum. He's got a platform because he was a, he's a Hall of Fame player, isn't he? Yeah, sure. So he knows something no, about the he? game. Yeah. The sure, there's no questioning his ever. talent as a player, as an athlete. No. That's for sure. All right. You he opines on a lot of things. He's he a does. Hall of Fame not tackler, though. So he is. There is that. But he can talk a lot of crazy stuff that doesn't make sense or contradict himself a lot. All so. right. So he's like a lot of national pundits that sure. uh, want to jump in on what's going on in Green Bay. So listen to this. And Rodgers needs a lot of help. A lot of help. And he's not going to ever. Green Bay Packer fans, I want you to hear this and I want you to hear this clearly. Because you're going to get mad at me. Don't tweet me. Don't at me. Don't nothing me. I'm just telling you the truth. And somebody needs to. Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers will never win another Super Bowl together. Never. 
It's not going to happen. No time soon. The next time he won a Super Bowl, it would not be in a Green Bay Packer uniform because your team is in disarray. And they're several years away from that. And that makes him, what, 40? It's over in Green Bay. All right, there you have it uh, from Sanders. Be interesting what Mike Heller has to say because I think he was addressing that to Mike, wasn't he? That whole little. Oh, I'm sure it was. It's important for all of these guys to one up each other. So so and so says it. Colin Cowherd or pick you know person X personality X says this about Rogers. The next person has to take it to another level. Uh, uh, Leroy Butler obviously got but this in was on the more, accolade, and Deion Sanders takes it to an even another. This level. was more about the franchise, about where the player pool is right now at Green Bay, and it, that's how I read it. That there's not a lot of good players on that roster. And yeah. it's going to take a while yeah. to rebuild. And by the time it rebuilds, how old is Aaron Rodgers going to be? I do. The one thing that also stood out to me is he suggesting that Aaron Rodgers will go someplace else to play? I don't see that happening. Well, that's the thing. They put that up there like they're happening. not going to win one together. Well, he's not going anywhere. They, he just signed a new deal, a massive deal. He's not going anywhere. So it's not going to happen. Well, let's ask the millennial because he's over there looking grumpy again. No, oh. no. I just, I mean, I, I think what, what he's kind of referring it? to is that the roster is kind of a mess. I mean, so next year when when it's draft time and they're saying team needs, right? They like to do that for every team. Well, here's probably a list of what they're going to say: offensive line, wide receiver, tight end, tight end, linebackers, safety, potentially defensive line because. I mean, some of those. Rushers. Yeah, I'm just gonna say, like, oh yeah, rush. edge rushers, pass. I mean, just almost every position group except for, I guess, quarterback, running back, and maybe well, defensive line. Hey, wait a minute! If you could guarantee me that the, the DBs would stay healthy, I think they're okay there. They're young this year; they're inexperienced, so they have to grow up a little bit. Grow yeah, big, no, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't yeah, include yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah. like, I guess I they're the one where potential. Where their edge rusher? Who's who? Their pass yeah, rusher? They, they don't I mean, have one. And Clay Matthews say goodbye because I mean they're cutting either Clay or Perry or both. Yeah, you got to find somebody. So you have and to not draft to mention somebody. those guys didn't get the job done anyway. Yeah, draft Jadavion Clowney. Well, yeah, go sign him. There, I'd vote for that right now. There you go. If you could get Clowney, yes, I would. Now, you know, people were a little hot and cold on him early on, but I, I think he's figured it out now. He's, yeah, he's I mean, he's not well. going to be the guy that he was at South Carolina. All right, <laughs> like what the guy who didn't want to play his senior year? Uh, yeah. Oh wait, yeah. Oh, weird. It's oh. funny. Remember when uh, at the beginning of the year people were complaining about the fact that oh, well, the Saints are getting really good, so that first round pick they've got for them is not going to be very valuable. It's going to be later in the draft. Now they're they're still they're getting that uh, really good first round pick. Turns out it was the Packers' own first round pick because right. they ended up stinking. They're eleventh, I think, right now in the draft with a chance if they lose one or both of their last two games to move up several more slots. So they'll get that high first round pick, and then they'll get another second round. But they first do have to complement well. the draft with some signings. Yes, they have to. Yes, and, and they're leading the rush for J- push for Jadavion Clowney. And you hope that Aaron Jones comes back, right off yeah. the injury. Yep. I would think he would. That won't be a problem. You have Jamal Williams, who's serviceable. Yeah, sure. But you I mean, don't have a tight end. Who's your tight end? You got to have a tight end. Well, that's for this offense. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. For the like, next guy's offense. I think that's what Dion is basically saying. He's like, this this team has so many holes, and we've known it. And that's when you do have a number of bad drafts in a row, and then you strike out in free agency a couple times in a row. It's a rough combination. See the stat, the numbers of how good Rodgers' completion percentage is with experienced receivers such as Devontae or Randall Cobb and how bad it is with the rookie or second-year guys who are first playing. Yeah, well, he's had about 20 weeks to figure it out. So the way the way Rodgers— <laughs> Just bringing up the stat. The I mean, I love Rodgers, but you talking, got he's had plenty of time to uh, figure okay. it out. With the way Rodgers is talking, he wants Cobb back, doesn't he? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, he does. He, like I'm it. sure he does. Why not? Well, but, a lot of others saying no. 
say, say goodbye to Cobb as well. I think you got to try to restructure. Well, unless it comes, you had a massive pay cut. You know, then you could bring him back. We've got but all the young receivers. got all the young receivers, and they're going to have to grow up hurry in a hurry. You got to accelerate their growth along with Devontae Adams. And then you got to get a tight end. I'm telling you. Nope. Okay, keep investing in you tight ends. I'll take a tight end over anybody else on offense. Oh, that's their number Mike one priority. Yeah. Right, that. That's a tease. We'll ask Mike Heller next when he joins us right here on Lucas in the Morning. It's as simple as this. We get paid to play football. I, you know, we're only guaranteed 16 games in the regular season. When I signed a contract, it didn't say play till you're out of playoffs. And if that's 12, 14 games, that's what it is. No, I, I get paid to play 16, and the playoffs are a bonus. So I intend on playing all 16 games, and that's how everyone else should be. You know, we represent not only ourselves, but the organization. And that's, for me personally, I, I plan on putting out a good product for myself and for the organization. That would be David Bakhtiari kind of echoing what uh, Joe Philbin feels on whether players should just play and compete. You can compete, you compete. Joining us now, Mike Heller. Good morning. How you doing? Hey, Luke. Hi, Rob Vogel. Hi, Dr. J. Well, that's a surprise there. You said hi to Rob Vogel right away. Yeah. I, I want to get rid of any of the potential <laughs> uh, problems that may surface down the road. Yeah, we'll see. Give this about two hours and see what he tweets out after his appearance here. I look forward to that. Uh, yeah. I think we're on the same page, Mike. My first inclination after watching the game on Sunday was, all right, you've been reduced to two meaningless football games. Aaron Rodgers does not need to play. He needs to get healthy. Uh, he needs to heal. Uh, maybe he needs to get fixed, either or. Uh, but I don't see any sense in playing him against either the Jets or the Lions. How do you see it? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm there, Luke. My, my simple deal, and some of this is guessing, but um, from the from the injuries suffered against the Bears, I, I think when players get injured, when athletes in all sports get injured uh, and they play through it, they compensate in some way, shape, or form. Uh, maybe they do something consciously differently. Maybe it's subconscious. But I've never seen Rodgers um, be as inaccurate as he has been the back half of this season. So my guess is, is that there's an underlying issue, probably a, a cleanup surgery. Again, that's a guess when, when the season is done. And for me, the season is done for him. I, I love what David Bakhtiari says. Uh, you know, I love w when players um, play with that mentality that they're playing to compete. And I think sometimes as fans or even members of the media, we lose sight of how hyper-competitive these athletes are. But for me, from an investment standpoint, from a business standpoint, I think there's something a, a little bit off with Aaron Rodgers and with nothing to play for as far as a playoff consideration, I'd shut him down. Uh, with the noise going on in the background, Dr. J wants to know whether you're working your side hustle at Perkins there with the microwave and the dishes falling or if well, you're watching a drawing at the moment. <laughs> no, my, my lovely wife is making breakfast. we got stuff going on. There's life happening here. You sure. relax. No, well, what, time, what time would you like us over? Then? <laughs> are we getting oh, pancakes you're not invited. Oh, no, that's, no, well, that's good. No, there's a little oatmeal going on, but you guys oh, are not invited. That's fine. No, that's French fine. Toast. Keep working. That, that, forget that. So have you heard any you interesting... fritters. Yeah, okay. And have you heard any interesting names in connection with the vacancy in Green Bay? Anything that, that might have spurred your interest? No, isn't it interesting, though, that that is now, what, what are we sitting on, uh, two and a half weeks um, since that's happened? And I don't think there's been a single um, decent-sized rumor about who is being considered oh, I, now and who I had may one. not be considered. There was a sighting of Bill Parcells and Ashwaubenon. 
come on. Are you going to buy that? that I'm right? sorry. I'm sorry. No, what? No oh, boy. No, I, I, everybody's kind of vacillating, too. And I think it, it was apparent that something with Tom Silverstein wrote that like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, it had to be the hot offensive coordinator, correct? And then now yeah. it's, well, let's get a defensive-minded coach and he can bring in his offensive play caller. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, I think they need to they need to have a, a different offensive identity or at least a subtly different offensive identity. But I said this when we were talking, I think, last week, is that you have to hire a really good CEO, somebody that, that can run it and you trust and engenders trust in the players and his coaches, and he hires good coaches and lets them do their work. But I don't. At this point, I don't know who that is. I, I still wonder on some of the bigger names, if they could entice Nick Saban, if they would want to, if, if that CEO could come in and, and get it done. And some of the others that he's would not fall coming into that into, category, hey, Mike, I think is interesting. He's not coming into this structure where he's got to report to three different people before he can make a decision. Well, but you can't bring that guy in and let him be what Mike Sherman was, and that's coach and GM. You know, you can't give, you can't bring in a, a Gruden situation. So anybody that does come in has to know that, you know, they're not fully in charge of all elements. You know, so if Saban wants that, he's not coming to Green Bay in that regard. You're absolutely right. We've played a couple times this morning, Mike, the, the sound from Deion Sanders, who said yesterday that Green Bay is not winning another Super Bowl. The Packers are not winning another Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback, that that that's done, that the talent is too de- depleted. They've got a long way to go, and by the time they could get there, Aaron Rodgers would be in, in his 40s. Do you think that that is a long way off to, to having the talent level to being a Super Bowl contending team as, as he kind of laid out? No, I, I, I football turns over in a hurry. Uh, uh, Brian Gutekunst has already overhauled the roster by more than a third. And did 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 Deion Sanders a year ago today think that the Bears would be a Super Bowl contender as early as now? Because they are. That's how the NFL works. I don't th- I don't see that anybody saw that the San Diego Chargers, now the LA Chargers, were a Super Bowl contender even in the first week of this season. So whenever I hear that stuff, I think it's ridiculous. You know, the, the Browns have won more games than the Packers have right now. Uh, the Bears are a Super Bowl contender right now. The Packers could be a Super Bowl contender a year from today. So Dion's, you know, like normal, he's he's just being provocative the way he's been taught to be. All right. So uh, tell Kari for me, I, I want scrambled three <laughs> with bacon, uh, whole wheat toast, and a, a six-pack of Miller Lite. Okay. You'll get an apple fritter <laughs> and six-pack of Miller Lite. That's what you get. Okay, just- have, have a nice breakfast, Mike. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Just See make you sure boys. just make sure you get it served on the plate and cup that hit the floor back there. I want All the right. clean stuff. I want oatmeal. <laughs> I like oatmeal. It sounds good. No. Last call next on Lucas in the Morning. I wish I may, I wish I might find it in your heart. Stick Welcome back. Lucas in the Morning. Last call on Thursday's show. We'll be joined by Jeff Patrikas, who will give us his valuation of Wisconsin's recruiting class. We'll also... Be talking with Tom Silverstein. Uh, we might even bring up who the Packers are playing this week 
It's, it is the Jets, isn't it? Uh, is it? Does anyone care? Uh. Is it, no, serious, does anyone care? Sure, it improves their draft status. If they could lose to the Jets, it might uh, help uh, uh, move up over the Jets. An ironic way of looking at things. <laughs> so you've just gone through the draft list. Oh, my god! Who's the next Green Bay Packer? I don't know. I was looking at the defensive lineman, the top-rated defensive lineman in this draft, and I was commenting to you guys that it's funny. You read these. These are the guys who are ranked the top ten. Of which a draft where they're predicting 14 defensive linemen will go in the first round. And the scouting reports of them rip ev- almost every of one of these do. guys to shreds. They break them they're down. Awful. They're going to they're gonna, they're gonna find reasons why not to draft someone right now. I guess. And yet they're good, according to the big board and ranking where they are. And yet they're ripped apart. The they wo- could use a Boza. I don't know if there's a third Boza out there. There's Joey and there's Nick, and they're not going to get Nick, are they? No. No, Nick's probably going to go number one overall. It is funny, though, the one the scout here for SI.com says, Clemson defensive lineman, all massively overrated. So yeah. be wary of that this year. <laughs> okay. Collectively, I didn't know that. very good. Yeah. Uh, individually, maybe not so much. Hasn't not worked so out much. Badger running backs were all overrated. I guess Melvin Gordon's a huge bust, too. He's doing all right You're for being sarcastic. I yes. hope he has a huge Sunday this <laughs> week. I have to explain. I'm rooting for him. <laughs> thanks, thanks for listening to Lucas in the Morning. Dan Patrick's next. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.